Hey, I hey, I'm sick of niggas, bro. <laughs> Like, why, why are you where are you sick? I'm man? sick of niggas, bro. So this lady just tweeted out Killmonger from Black Panther is like trending right now, right? So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So she says, note how Killmonger treats every woman in this film with disrespect, with lack of equity. It starts with the woman in the museum. Then his girlfriend, even the hey auntie, is disrespectful in the tribal council room and later in the healing room. All intentional. Wakanda forever. I'm like, bro. Now, let me like Alex, this is this is the antagonist of the fucking movie. Like right. he's the villain. So like what she just described, does that not sound like a movie villain? Like, you know, the nigga who we're not supposed to root for? I mean, well, she she clearly thinks this it's deeper. It's deeper. It's than deeper that. than that. Okay, okay. So let me just right. break this. Let me break this down for you real quick, right? So, the woman in the museum is a white woman who was a part of a museum who stole a mask from Africans in Africa. Right? They went right. to these tribes and took these masks and brought them there, and then was lying to him about the true location of where these masks come from so he he's supposed to just sedate her but he goes on to like embarrass her in front of everybody where he's like where did this come from and she give him some bullshit and he's like no that's incorrect it came from here 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 and this is how i know it boom 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 and so then she hits him with the like you know passive aggressive white lady like oh i'm a victim uh why are you doing this to me i'm getting ready to call security and then that's when he fucking uh fuck security up and then he end up fucking her up right that's number one Mm -hmm. number two his girlfriend who helped him get this museum scheme off knows that he's coming to steal the mask right so she's just not the most savory of women she knows who he's working with lies does all of this shit and then when he has to choose between him or her he chooses him he's a villain <laughs> you really think that he gonna choose his girlfriend over him like this nigga been, he's he's waited all his life to get back to Wakanda and you think he's gonna pick you right y'all gonna live happily ever after no holla at you then he finally gets to Wakanda now mind you this whole time right his backstory is he he is the most decorated killer in the army right like the highest rank of sniper he has the most kills in american history and he marks himself with every kill so his body is marked up now any nigga who has this type of like dedication to one thing mm-hmm. you really think this nigga gonna let anything get in his way so he gets to wakanda sees his auntie for the first time who's the queen whose husband killed his daddy and left him out there didn't let him come to Wakanda and you think he gonna be respectful to her no <laughs> like I, I just I guess in the big scheme like what what is the expectation that we have of this nigga like this nigga lost his dad his uncle killed his daddy he's waited his whole life to try to get back to Wakanda so that he could become king so that he can use all the resources to fuck up white people and you think he gonna come in there and be respectful get the fuck out of here bro talking about some hey auntie hey auntie is disrespectful are you mad or not yeah cause I'm sick of niggas bro (laughs) sick of y'all everything ain't a think piece (laughs) everything is not a think piece bro this is a a fictional character bro 
being recreated on screen to be more believable. And y'all want to break it down like he's just the humanitarian of the year. He's the villain. The villain, like, it, are we at a point in society where even our villains, like, have to have some level of decency? Like, you know what? Oh, no, 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 no. Thanos can't be too mad. He gonna kill half the half the universe, right? But no, he can't disrespect women. Well, not if it's <laughs> perpetuating something in society that we're looking to eradicate. Then it's not okay to be in the movie in any sense. I'm sick of you niggas. I'm sick of you niggas. I've been done. This 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 lady said Auntie was disrespectful. Hey man, everybody don't like being called Auntie, okay? I mean, she was his auntie. (laughs) (laughs) She's his auntie. Like she's like I can now I know you were telling me off off air, like, so LeBron's wife doesn't like being called Auntie um by younger players, right? (laughs) Right, Do I have that right? (laughs) Right. So I get that right, like, yeah, because that's his wife. Whatever she chooses to be called, I mean, that's cool. But I guarantee you, if she got nieces and nephews and they call her auntie, I, I'm just, I'm just gonna assume she's not gonna take offense to that, considering that's literally her familial role. Like, she's an aunt. <laughs> right. So I don't get it. Now, if you see like. Like if you see Niecy Nash pictures, you like, damn, Auntie. I mean, now that may be disrespectful, you know. But I mean, I just don't. <laughs> maybe I just don't throw. Her. I mean, I wouldn't even throw around Auntie in that sense. I mean, if you're not my aunt, I'm not calling you Auntie. It's I mean, just, you know, so you know they call like Uncle Snoop, Uncle Charlie. You feel me? OG, I mean, like, like I'm your OG, right? So you like you be like OG to me, like. But I would you know, never I'm, call you Aunt. Cause I'm your OG. I mean, maybe my OG. Different I'm, terms of endearment. Yeah, you know that's just not me. I'm just talking about me. I mean, if that's what you do, that's fine. But it's just not for me. I mean, you know. Whatever, damn. <laughs> Whatever. Yo, man, it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. No TV, come see me, I'm flexing in 3D, I'm big dog, peewee, jet ski, seaweed, I'm foreign, BB, no feelings, kiki, you get it, hee hee, I'm from the CP, I'm out the street, I buy the beats, I buy the building, then buy the street, I can't record it, I can't but yeah, you know, niggas say colored, colored is... I mean, colored is something I consider outdated. You know, at one point, we was cool with it. We had the NAACP. Like, clearly, we was cool with colored people. But now we're not cool with it. And that's kind of how retarded it is. We just can't. It's still an ableist term, though. Like, you... Like, if a white person call you colored today, you're going to be like, bro, what the fuck? I'm going to be like, where'd you... See, but I'm not not just going to jump to the conclusion that you're saying that in a negative way. Cause some like some people really you know it's just like if you say retarded I'm not thinking that you're some horrible person it's just okay you're using an outdated term and I would feel the same way if you use color because you know we say people of color and that's okay but color people nah you know what I'm saying so I get it if you know if you're just not aware and you just think that saying calling me colored or calling any black person colored is okay like I kind of get it but I'm going to correct you. You know, I'm not gonna be ready to like throw hands at color. 
so somebody call you a colored person like you not i'm gonna be like you're not with the rah rah i would just i would just be like you know just to let you know you know that's kind of an outdated term you probably shouldn't use that term i would like if you didn't use that term you know you can call me black you know you don't even have to call me african-american you can call me a black person um i like african-american i like that but it's whatever what about afro-american <laughs> now this is me doing no research but you know that's just something y'all made up man like i'm gonna just keep it on it with you i don't know hey y'all make that up and it's stuck so niggas in the 70s and 80s was wild don't call me no fucking african-american i'm an afro-american i mean okay <laughs> if i'm white i'm like okay what whatever you want me to call you <laughs> i, I remember that. i distinctly remember being younger <laughs> like my sister had this fucking uh like little spiel that she would do when she would like she was anti-nigga <laughs> so she'd be like i'm not a nigga i'm a negro and when i become a nigga i will let you know <laughs> I got one mic right here and one mic right here. If you want to dance, let's go. If you want to dance, let's go. Duh. I used to die. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, if you want to move off nigga, I'm cool with that too. I respect that. Nigga's not moving off a nigga. You know how many times I've tried to stop being like nigga? Like my brother, King. Hey, King. <laughs> I mean, it's tough, bro. That shit is hard. It's tough, but why is it so tough? Because nigga is ingrained in. I know for a certain generation, right? Nigga is ingrained in your vocabulary. <laughs> like it's a noun. Like black people, like black kids, <laughs> black kids know what nouns are. But they use nigga like a noun. Like, nigga can literally be anything. I mean, it's a lot of words that we that we use like that, you know, that are just super interchangeable. And, yeah. You know. Now, imagine having to remove those and actually use, like, real nouns. It's too much work, bro. <laughs> Nigga's not going to do that. That's true. But it's just in terms of niggas, like, maybe we should stop. Maybe we should go. Maybe we should try harder. Yeah, that's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always gonna go back to like why, like why, you know. And then the people who don't use it, they got solid reasons. They be like, "This is why I don't use it because of the history." But they lying, this. bro. Nah, bro. It be some people who really just not. <laughs> they lie. They lying. I believe. Bro. I believe some people. You know. They lying, bro. Because I used to think my daddy was one of them niggas. Like, who, like he do not fuck with. Like the only time I don't like I don't say nigga is around my pops because he's not with that shit. Right. But if you let him get around my uncles and they get to reminiscing, a few niggas gonna fly just cause. I <laughs> like, mean, I agree. Just cause. <laughs> so know, it's I, like, I feel like my dad's similar. You know, I'm not I'm not just around him using the n word, but I've heard him use it. Like you know, he used it like by accident type shit like you know got a little too comfortable and it flew but not something that <laughs> you generally ever hear you know that or just cursing in general but it come out from time to time yeah my dad's similar yeah he's he's very similar in that like 
choir director. <laughs> Bruh, that's crazy. My dad was the choir director when I was in uh, South Carolina. <laughs> he was the choir. He was the choir director. He uh, like the MC at church, like the uh, master of ceremonies. He, right. you know, right. And then, like, he can't even listen to this podcast. <laughs> Every time, every time, because no. my mom, so, <laughs> so my mom be like, because you know, my sister got a podcast, so right. when she was doing hers pretty regularly, like, my mom would listen to my sister's podcast religiously, and she was like, well, maybe, Nathan, can I, I was like, nah, you straight, <laughs> she was like, she was like, no, I can handle it, I can, I'm like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you you can't handle it. I for so, real. When uh what were you were you on your were you on your honeymoon when my sister was out here? Uh maybe. You know, it was some vacation. You had like traveled yeah, 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 you traveled or something and my sister was a guest. So my mom listened to that episode, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, Oh, Nathan, your show ain't that bad. You know, y'all y'all I was like that was a like special, special one time, <laughs> like special you know edition. And so she listened to the uh, People versus Monique episode, <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just pray for y'all success." <laughs> nah, because she was like, "Yeah, I can, yeah, that was a little much." That was a little much. I mean, I told my folks I do a podcast. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm not keeping that a secret, but I'm never like, hey, go listen to it. And they're never like, we're trying to listen to it. So we just yeah. keep it like that, you know? Yeah. But it's a girl I work with. Um, see, man, I messed up, man. I accidentally. <laughs> so it was another girl who was like, yo, I'm finna start a podcast, me and my friend. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, you know, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's up. Um I got a podcast. <laughs> but it's like with her, I didn't say it to her, but I said it to a girl who I'm closer with, who I just work with more closer. And I was like, what if I told you, you know, I do a podcast like weekly. She was like, damn, for real, what's the name of it? I was like, you know what? I probably shouldn't even have told you. That. <laughs> you know, I probably shouldn't even have told you that. Um, I mean, it's safe to say, or you can maybe assume that this girl who I talked to is, uh, I mean, she cool. You know, I'm real cool with her, but she's just not of my pigment. And um, I just don't even think that I was just like, nah, it's just better. You know, we got a good work relationship. <laughs> it's just better if like what we got right now, keep going. And then she, she was like, you know, you can't do that. You can't bring that up. And then not tell me, I'm like, I feel you. I feel you. I really did you dirty by bringing it up and not letting you know exactly the name. So you could look it up, but you know what I'm saying? Maybe, uh, it's maybe better another this time. way. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like, another time. And she was like, "Why? Well, you know, what's what's wrong?" I'm just like, "Well, you know, it's just um, my co-hosts be wild, especially <laughs> about white people. <laughs> like, this nigga be bullshit. Like, I was just like, you know, it's just a little vulgar. It's just a little vulgar. I just don't know, you know. Oh, you said a little vulgar. Yeah, I was just like, it's just vulgar. You know, it's a little vulgar. And she was like, oh, okay. You know, she was cool about it, but I'm just like, yeah, you know." I just don't know if I'm ready to recommend this podcast for yeah, white people that I know. And I love white people. You know this. But I just don't know if they're ready. They're not ready. No. Nah. See, the thing about it is, like, I feel like with our, in our community, right, 
when we discuss white people, I think we understand that it's like a collective feeling, but the hate for like specific white people is really what it's geared toward. But niggas just kind of like how we use nigga. <laughs> it's just white people, white people, right? Right. And I think that, you know, I'm pretty sure we got some white people who listen, but I just think that if you like talking to, cause I had a coworker uh, in my old job, right? We was, we was cool. Cool. I'm talking about like, he would send me, he would send me the new, the new music to drop. Like I, <laughs> I was like, shit, cause you know me, I'm gonna just listen to the same shit. <laughs> so he would send me like the new shit to drop. Um, like he would send me uh, clips and shit like from other podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. He had started listening to uh tax season before he went to jail and shit. Like he like he was one of them. <laughs> one of and them. then like right before I left, <laughs> he was like, Man, you know, I think you should do a podcast, Nate. And in my mind I'm like, You don't even know, dog. <laughs> like y'all don't want to know. <laughs> you don't even know. You don't know and you don't want to know. No. No. And I got a homie that I work with now. Like I didn't put him on some like pretty wild podcast, but I just, <laughs> I just know you. it's not you. <laughs> I just know, like I just know that if I be like, yo, because what's crazy is so at my new place of employment, we everything is encouraged as far as like having like Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, because there's we kind of have like that living working environment thing, mm-hmm. so. Whenever we drop, I listen on Spotify just to kind of make sure like anything that needs to be changed or if we may need to go in and tweak something before too many people listen, I go in there and do it like that. Mm-hmm. And I be forgetting that our fucking faces are I mean, they right there. The, right there. So one day he comes over, he's like, Are you on the call? I'm like, No. And I'm trying to minimize my Spotify. <laughs> He's like, is that, is that you? I was like, nah, that's my cousin. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> so he was like, damn, your cousin got a podcast. Is it good? I'm like, nah, bro, it's trash. <laughs> Bobo, bro. I'm like, it's trash, Garbo. but you know he's my cousin, so I gotta support. You feel me? <laughs> he was like, oh, oh, what they talk about? I'm like, you know, they talk about, you know, being a black militant. And like a lot of hate speech, you know. It's just I'm like, it's like bro, Black it's Panther just, shit, bro. It's like you know, like, Malcolm X, uh, goddamn, all that shit. Frederick Douglass, you know, people like that. The the Honorable Minister Farrakhan, <laughs> right? Crips and Bloods, all types yeah, of just type nigga shit that crazy. I just know, you know, it's not. You know, is I told him on the sound like it's borderline not work appropriate, but you know, I just gotta support. Can you imagine like telling a white person like it's just it's just way too much nigga shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> like if my coworker asked like, "What's your podcast about?" And I'm just like, "Man, it really wouldn't be good for you. It's just a lot of nigga shit, to be honest." <laughs> like, what their reaction to that to that phrase would be? Like, if you're like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, what? Pardon? <laughs> like at my job. 
At my job, that would just be too funny. <laughs> but you know, I wish it could be. I wish it could be both. Like I wish, you know, that just comes the difference between, you know, working around people who look like you as opposed to working around people who don't look like you. Because we talk about you talk about the understanding that you know, like people. I feel like people that are black can understand like this side of me and then also understand that like I'm a real professional person like yeah. like when it's when it's time to work like I'm professional I am like I'm all that you know what I'm saying but when I'm not at work then I'm very relaxed and you know we let it fly you know what I'm saying but at work I would never I understand I understand how to how to operate in this environment just like everybody else see and the thing is it ain't like they don't do it too it's just they have the understanding amongst themselves you know that you can be different outside of work and inside of work but you know for somebody else they don't really have that understanding I don't or at least I don't trust them to have it they could have it like I could, no. I could recommend this to my coworker. She listened to it, and she understand that it's vulgar, but understand that you know that's the outside of work me, and of course there's the work me who's very professional, and still you know play you know knows the line, but I just don't trust it, so I keep it on the low. <laughs> I would love to trust it though, you know, but privilege. I will say this: <laughs> I had a coworker at my last job. <laughs> Uh, find us on Apple Podcast before like like this was early. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave me some feedback and was like, "Yo, that shit is lit." But I look at you completely different because I did not know that you was like this. <laughs> and that's how they gonna do with me. It's gonna be out of control. They gonna be like, "What?" Let <laughs> <This is laughs> I me, mean, yo, like who? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, (laughs) but like he cool, like he like that's my man's like he cool people, black dude, you know, he from New York. So like, I mean, but like our relationship, like at work, like that was my nigga. Like we was close, close, but he was like, nigga, even I didn't know you was like, (laughs) I ain't know you was a nigga, bro. He was like, God damn. What's good? Nigga, just stepping on my shit. Uh, <laughs> what's good, man? It's your boy, AC. Realest nigga, realest flow. You already know. Uh, welcome to the After 5 Podcast. I'm joined weekly, every week, on a weekly basis, on the dot. Weekly. By my co-host. <laughs> it's your boy, Nate B, a.k.a. Nate Bigger, a.k.a. Papa Nate, a.k.a. Broke Boy, Nate B., and I'm in the building real quick before we get into the show. I got to do a quick shout out to my cousin T Mike. You feel me? Who says he listens to this. He listens to the episodes that we dropped every week. Mm. He listened to it at work. I don't know if he listened to it like in his headphones or like open at work. I hope he don't listen to it open at work. Cause I mean, that's hey, I wild. Mean, if that's how they get down, then, you know, it's all good. Appreciate the love. Like imagine listening to the podcast, like open, like at work, like, I, I, not me, not I. Call me Young Popeye. <laughs> but yeah, man, I want, I want to definitely give him a shout out, bro. I ran into him. Uh, we had a family thing last week, and he was just like, he was really giving us our props, man. I, I told him I really appreciate it. Wanted to make sure I gave him a shout out on the air uh, because we really appreciate when when people who listen in give us feedback. Let us know if you fucking with the show. Let us know if you're not fucking with the show. 
Um, so yeah, man, we appreciate that. Uh, you ready to get into the show, AC? Let's do it. But let's get into some nigga shit. Um, <laughs> sure. Alex, so you are, you consider yourself a, a Memphian, right? So last week there was the great um, spaghetti debate, right? Yeah. So there was. <laughs> this great debate. A- I didn't know it was a great debate. I saw it was a debate. I didn't know it was a great debate. <laughs> so there was A, which was baked spaghetti with cheese on top, extra sauce, and the aluminum disposable pan, right? Then it was B, spaghetti in a pot, noodles, sauce, mixed together. And then C, noodles and sauce separately, right? Right. So first, let me ask you, what what is your preferred spaghetti choice? A, B, or C? Now, my preferred choice is what I grew up with, and mm-hmm. it's what I still make. So maybe it's just all I know, so that's why it's my preferred but it is C. Okay. The spaghetti, it's separated. You make the noodles, you boil the noodles, you've got the sauce and the ground beef. That's in that's in another thing. And then mm-hmm. when it's time to assemble my plate, I put the noodles on, then I put the meat on. That is my gotcha. understanding of spaghetti. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Okay. Uh me personally so I've had it all three ways growing up. Mm-hmm. Because once I got to the age where I could like really give my opinions out to my parents and shit, I remember having a conversation with my mama. I was like, "Look, hey, <laughs> if we gonna do spaghetti like see like the way that you talking about, because that's how we used to have it." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yo, you gotta do a better job straining the noodles," mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because I I don't need I don't need the runny ass starch water mixing with the sauce now i got some runny ass spaghetti and it ain't even a good runny spaghetti it's like watery runny spaghetti with like sauce nah i mean the noodles need to be strained well i mean completely it's like yeah, i mean it's completely no, strained. like it's complete you put it completely in a strainer all the water is gone and then you put it nah. maybe in another container or you keep it in the strainer if you like me prior to this prior to this conversation with my mom's she was she was like straining it a little and then she was like, the noodles gonna dry out. I'm like, that's no, fine. That's no. what the sauce for. Like, <laughs> like low key. <laughs> and that's like, what it's for. Like, you, you don't even gotta do that. So then she started doing it. It was cool. Then she got a little too she tried to do a little too much razzle dazzle. She would strain it too much, then throw some butter in there. Mm, butter. <laughs> so it'll stay. <laughs> so it would stay loose. I'd be like, you know what? You adding too too many calories to this, Miles. <laughs> butter, <laughs> butter in the spaghetti. That's 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 new. That's new to me. Yes, bro. That's new. Yes. So then she started mixing. She started mixing it together in one pot, like in B, and it was cool. You know, I fuck with it. But she really hit her stride when she went to A, because <laughs> I let you basically just layer it in. You, mm-hmm. it's like you got sauce, noodles, sauce cheese little bit of noodles left the rest of the sauce cheese on top you good and it's just like a even you know little balance and it you, you ain't gotta butter the noodles you do gotta strain them all the way but you know it's just it's just easier and once it refrigerates and i don't know if y'all do this right because let me remind you i'm from the country right so we will eat spaghetti like on a monday right 
Tuesday, we eating spaghetti sandwiches. You know how easy it is to make a spaghetti sandwich with baked yeah, this spaghetti? Nigga, this nigga from the country, man. This nigga. <laughs> with baked spaghetti versus like the spaghetti in the pot. Because once it refrigerates, it's going to all come together. You goddamn cut it like you would a cake. Man, let me <laughs> take you a piece out. Put it in between two pieces of white Let bread. Let me find out you niggas eating spaghetti sandwiches. Oh, you was you was buzzing. You I'm gonna let hate. you. I'm gonna let you have it, but I'm gonna give you a hard time about it. How about that? Duh. I mean, I can this see how that fire. could work. You know, especially if it's already combined. Like I, I see how it works. You know, it's just I. You know, I would never think of that because I've always had it C, and I'm not. You know, even then, yeah. I, mean, I do hate. I hate the warm up process of C. It's like you know. It just take longer to warm up. I just feel I feel like it just take forever for my spaghetti to warm up because I got to warm it up and then, you know, I got to mix it together a little like because when you assembling it, you putting the noodles and you putting the meat on top and it's just cold. And then you got to warm it up. Then you got to mix it together and then you got to warm it up again, essentially. Um, but I, I can understand you really don't have to do that with A or B. Um, I've never had baked spaghetti. Um to me, it seems like that's like another form of lasagna. It's like, if we're going to have baked spaghetti, why not just have lasagna? So, ironically, the original spaghetti and meat sauce was baked. <clears throat> hmm. and, in then, Sicily, and then it right? became something else. So, in Sicily, right, <clears throat> that's how they do spaghetti. And then when kind of like when people migrate and go different places uh, in parts of Italy they didn't really have like the thick like marinara sauce that we consider spaghetti sauce now it was like, like much thinner kind of like when my mama starch water and the goddamn spaghetti sauce mixed together it was runny like that so once they thickened it up that's how you get like the spaghetti and meatballs traditionally that we're used to seeing right Unless you're from Memphis, because in Memphis, apparently, spaghetti is like french fries. It's, it is a like, side. It is a it's side. It's a side. Mm -hmm. But to the rest of America, in, you know, the first world, you know, it's You know, I think, it's, I think it's a southern thing. Uh, I don't think it's, it's limited to dish. Memphis. Uh, I just think there are just some southern Oh, that's blasphemous, <laughs> Alex. Uh, who, that is blasphemous. Because even, even in South Carolina, even in South Carolina... Uh, and now you got to understand my family from Mississippi. So when I lived in South Carolina, it was common, you know, fish and spaghetti. I mean, it's just, it was something I grew up with. I didn't really think of it. But you've never had spaghetti like by itself. Oh uh, yeah. We had that too. See, but, but that's the, my point. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, I was just going to say that's... the difference, the difference was when spaghetti was a side, my mom didn't really put, it was either no or very little meat. Cause if it's a yeah. side, it can't have meat in it. That's just how it was looked at. Which is which is my point, right? But very specifically, a nigga from Memphis will tell you spaghetti itself, like the dish right. itself, right, is a side. No, nah, that's it's, I'm like it's a meal in my house today. <laughs> my wife like, says you make a spaghetti. Oh, you make a spaghetti? Word. Then the side is you know maybe some bread. Bro, <laughs> you know my wife my wife is the same way. We literally had spaghetti for dinner like two weeks ago, mm -hmm. but she got on IG. <laughs> she got on IG and told the people, 
that I was wilder. <laughs> and that spaghetti is a side. It will always be a side. It's, I mean, it's both, man. It's and I'm both. like, not in this house. <laughs> As for me and my house, <laughs> we, we eat will. spaghetti as a main dish. <laughs> Oh uh, shit! Okay, so I I just wanted to get some little clarity there. Um, yeah, no problem. What what else can we can we kind of knock out before we get into the meat of the show? Do you want to do any? Uh, <laughs> do you want to do any like final Black History Month things? Or are you good? You straight on Black History? Uh, you know, Black. First of all, <laughs> Black History Month was trash this year. I mean, okay, so. I see. I see a lot of it's trash. It's trash. I mean, when has it not trash though? Because I feel like Black History Month is when you really got to come face to face with just how fucked up shit is. I feel like Black History Month is when you realize it's not when you realize, but it's when you're just constantly talking about okay, obviously the progress that we've made. But whenever you bring up that, you also just have to bring up how far we have to go. Yeah, and you expect Black History Month to be this like you know month celebrate. Yeah, like we're just celebrating <laughs> being black. But also, if anything happens that's like anti-black in the month, we like damn. But then we forget that every month is anti-black shit is happening. But it just seemed worse when it's happening in Black History Month because of our expectations, you know. Yeah. But then it's like nope, you know niggas still getting killed, um, you know police still doing us dirty, uh, Trump is still in office. Um, yeah, we're still black, still uh, disadvantaged, but you know, as far as the whole month, I mean, it's cool. You know, it's cool to reflect. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I really don't have anything else on Black History Month, but just two you know. Black History Months ago was pretty lit, though, wasn't it? Was that? Wait, was was it last Black History Month? I don't keep up with Black History Months. But uh Hey, when Black Panther came out, that was a lit Black History Month though. I think it was just lit for the movie. I wouldn't consider <laughs> niggas was excited about the movie, but I wouldn't say the history month. I was think great. I think All Star was pretty lit that year too. Hell no. Is that when Hidden Figures came out? <laughs> Damn, Hidden Figures might have came out this. Same. Hey, if Hidden Figures and Black Panther came out at the same the same month, then yeah, that was a pretty lit Black History Month. Niggas was lit. I it's, think Jordan dropped a Black History Month threes. I think that's when the talk around um, Harriet Tubman being on the twenty was brewing. Yep. <laughs> Before they like, gave oh, us, we, bro, just think I was, <laughs> bro, I was so excited. I was like, "Dang, we actually getting Harriet?" Because they was talking like it was official. Like, "Yep, she's coming to the twenty dollar bill." I'm like, "Okay, black people are on American money." Because I don't know, it's, it's like the first time I went to uh, when I went to the Bahamas. And somebody had showed me some money and it had black people on it. It was it was just a thing to see. I'm like, damn, this is a black person on some money. Like <laughs> this is you know, lit. That's a, that's you know, white people they take it for granted, man. They take it for granted. Looking on some money and it'd be somebody who looked like you. And they on the money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this is what we this is like our highest commodity. And it's a black person on there. So I'm thinking, okay, they finna put Harriet. Trump said, Oh hell no. <laughs> he said, "We're not even going. This is not even going on the table. Like we're tabling this <laughs> until the next presidency, because I ain't even dealing with this." So, shout out Andrew Jackson, man. Um, keep doing your thing. We coming. 
Hey, we got her throwing up the uh, Wakanda forever. On oh the, yeah, so they tried. The they trying to be slick. Put her on a damn debit card, nigga. Get out of here. <laughs> so, you know, hey, got her looking uh, too mean on there. They could have had her smiling, bro. Come on, bro. they got her. What she looking. got to smile about? What does she uh, have to smile about? For being an important person, I don't know. For making it to freedom, like damn. Imagine you save all them people <laughs> from slaves. Right, that you you deliver them from slavery. You go on to like buy your free buy buy a bunch of other people freedom. You go down in history as like one of, if not the greatest black American of your time. And then you look down from heaven and you see what niggas is on down. <laughs> you really think Harriet Tubman is out here smiling? <laughs> Bro, we not you slaves, she's bro. happy? Like, bro, what do niggas want us to be? <laughs> like, what do niggas want us to be? Like, yes, we're free, but, I mean, it was still a lot of things that led us to where we are today. It ain't like niggas like, yo, we got all the opportunities, everything is fair, and we, we should have been much greater than what we are by now, and we still fucking up. I really think that we're appropriately growing. Yes, I think we could be going faster. I do feel like education... It's kind of falling on the wayside when I don't really think it should be. But I feel like it's falling on the wayside of our importance. But other than that, if I'm a black person from 200, 300 years ago and I'm looking at black people today, you know. I'm, oh, I'm, you niggas got clothes? I mean, you know, it's, it's like, damn, niggas owning businesses and niggas, you know, in, in politics. I mean, we just had a mixed president. You know what I'm saying? Um I knew you weren't gonna let that. Of course quit. not, bro. <laughs> just knew you weren't <laughs> of course not. We just had a, a biracial president, so that's cool. Um, you know, it ain't just like damn, these niggas still ain't learn. It's like yeah, we we still fucking up, but everybody fucking up. Yeah, it just look worse when we do it because you know we already behind. And niggas niggas want us to go zero to a hundred, but that just ain't how it works. No, no, that ain't that ain't how it goes. That is not how it goes, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what was we talking about? Oh, yeah, that was our Black History Month closure. So, good <laughs> Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? We had 29 days. You know that was lit. Uh, but now it's March, so now we got a March. You feel me? The Ides of March. Remember. <laughs> um. Let's go into. So I want to read you something because it was a tweet, and so the tweet goes: Y'all really have a problem when your partner calls someone else attractive, pretty, or handsome. That's insecurity, because that is in no way disrespectful. I hate it here. And somebody retweeting was like, "Imagine thinking your partner the only attractive person in the world." A mental illness right and so I I think some of this has sparked because this is going to be twofold of the uh, Love is Blind show on Netflix right right so uh, for people who don't know what it is it's, it's essentially a show where you have these people they're put in pods they can't see one another and they just talk through a wall to figure out their compatibility they don't really 
they don't know what I mean. I think you can tell what race a motherfucker is from listening to him talk. But, but I mean, you can you can try, you can infer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, know you can. Yeah, but uh, other than that, like you can only you only have conversation and um, basically how you connect through that conversation to pair you off, and then after that, you meet for the first time. And then I think you either decide if you want to get engaged to that person or not. You get engaged and then they chronicle you through and up to the wedding day, right? So it's just the newest form of reality TV. But it's so it's sparking much. a lot of conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you said it, I mean. <laughs> but it's sparking a lot of conversation because things are happening on these shows that are like highlighting things like insecurity in your relationship whether it's insecure because somebody in the relationship finds somebody else attractive and what that means and then of course you know the question of your past your history right so let's do the attractive thing first so alex do you think there's a one do you think is disrespectful in a relationship for either party to find someone attractive outside of the relationship and then do you think there's a difference between finding somebody attractive and being attracted to somebody? Uh, okay. So to answer your second question, no, I don't think there's a difference between, uh, finding somebody attractive and wait, no, there is a difference. Let me not even say that because there is a difference, but, um, no, there's a difference. Let me just not. There is no but. There's a difference. So now let me go to your first question. Uh, no, it's not disrespectful to uh, determine if or find somebody else like attractive, even if you are in a relationship. Um, you know, some people are just attractive, which means, you know, they look good to a lot of people. And, you know, just because somebody else look good. I mean, that don't mean that I want to be with them or. And I'm looking to be with them if I'm in a relationship, you know, I think me and my partner should be able to both acknowledge if somebody is attractive. Uh, and it shouldn't be like a disrespectful thing. It would only be disrespectful. I think it's only disrespectful to, you know, I'm just a take action type of guy. If you if you're not taking any type of action, then there's no disrespect. But, you know, once any type of action is taken, then. Now you're leaning into murky waters with your relationship. I yeah, can agree you, with you that. Can't, you can't find people. I had to re rethink that. You can find people attractive, but you not personally be attracted to them. Yeah. 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 I mean, you 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 hit the nail on the head in that I think <clears throat> action is what determines respect of disrespectability but also intent right because on the show because my, my wife watches the show so like on the show there was a woman right she connected with this dude and wanted the pods but he chose not to propose to her he proposed to somebody else so then another dude who she connected with proposed to her and so it was kind of just pretend love triangle thing between her and the two dudes and at one point she was like in the bed 
with the guy who she was supposed to be getting engaged to, supposed to be marrying, and she just was talking about how sexy and attractive the other dude was. Now, that is disrespectful. Like, at that point, I think that's I think there's a there's a distinct difference between recognizing that somebody is attractive and then stepping over the line and being disrespectful, right? Like okay, yeah. if you see like if you see a fine girl ass for days, titties for days, whatever attracts you, and you see her walk by and you with your wife and you say, God damn boy, I that's disrespectful, my guy. Like <laughs> that's disrespectful. Yeah, to do it but, in that manner. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like this just it's just there's no there's no other way around it. But if you see something and you can acknowledge like so Nisi Nash just turned fifty, right? Looks amazing for her age, right? Correct. You can acknowledge that she looks amazing for her age. Now, me going on a tangent about how amazing she looks and what I would, that's disrespectful. I mean, it's just, I mean, first of all, it all depends on your relationship. You know, talking about somebody else early in a relationship is something I would never even do, even like in a respectful way. Because mm-hmm. until the person that I'm with know that I'm all for them, like in, until they know that like I'm all in for you, I want you, I don't want nobody else. At that point, then I, then I feel like it's okay to just be like, yo, or we can both acknowledge, okay, this person is fine. This person look good. She got a fat ass, whatever. You know, we can both acknowledge that. And then also, like you were saying, it depends on, once we get to that level, it depends on how I'm coming into it. If I'm like, man, if I had her, I would, you know, <laughs> then it's like, it's like, okay, nigga, like, come on. Because you know, if your girl hits you with that, you know, you going to be ready to hurt like you definitely like you're definitely going to you're willing to argue in public <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? like you would be like what you know what i'm saying so but just being like you know you know you see her over there she bad <laughs> you know like that's that's borderline but to me that's just a yeah difference. it's a difference between being like yo like yeah dang if i if I only those, if only yeah I had, those, those, if, man, if, I, if only i had met her first like, <laughs> fucking around with your head i could have been getting that <laughs> Like yeah, that's that's wild. That's od disrespectful right there. But it's I, I think the other the other caveat of that is the the distinction between being attracted to somebody and understanding that they are attractive, right? Like you can look at somebody like you don't even have it, they they ain't got to be your type, <laughs> nothing. But if somebody asks you your opinion. You can acknowledge or you can determine very quickly whether or not they are attractive to you or they're not attractive to you. Now, you may not be attracted to them like like you, for instance. Right. You're not attracted to alabaster women. Right. (laughs) Look, man, I ain't putting no labels on what I'm attracted to and what I'm not attracted to. I would have to see her. It's been chronicled. It's it's been chronicled. Don't chronicle me. Okay. Don't chronicle. Why, why are my statements being chronicled? What's going on, on this here? show? On this show, you have made it very clear that historically you've not found uh, 
pale face settler women. <laughs> Attractive, right? Man, I don't know if I've ever said that. <laughs> now I have said I would. What I've said is I will never marry a white woman. But I don't know if I've ever said I don't find them attractive. Cause I do. Look, look, Scoop, Scoop, check the. Uh, yeah, check it, man. Check it. <laughs> pull the clip. Pull the clip and let me pull hear. Pull the clips. <laughs> but um, either either way, right? That that's not your persuasion, right? <laughs> okay, let's but say that. Let's if, say that. If somebody were to post to send like a picture or say pull up a picture and be like, "Hey, Alex, is this person attractive or not?" You would easily be able to say, yes, that person's attractive. No, she's not attractive. But that in no way means that you are attracted to her. It's literally face value, right? I mean, correct, correct. I mean, it's... You know, I'm a, you know I'm on my no hate 2020. So you know if you if you put a picture of a woman in front of me and was like, yo, is she attractive? You know, I have to look at it as like, is there somebody who could possibly find her attractive? But that's so that's the thought process, right? <laughs> if somebody asks you if somebody's attractive, like anytime I've been asked that, I usually say I can see why somebody would find yeah. her attractive. I can right? see it. <laughs> like I can see I it. Can see it. <laughs> Not necessarily, you know, my thing, you know, but, you know, I can see where, you know, somebody would find that attractive. Yeah. Right. Right clothes, right lighting. You know what I'm saying? You know. Right makeup. But it don't mean that I'm attracted to, you know, her. Yeah. That don't mean I'm trying to get down. Yeah. It's it's a distinct difference. Yeah. Um, So the second half was so there's a guy on the show. Um, who clicked with this woman? They meet up. Um, everything's going well, and then he shares with her that um, he he is or has been in the past uh, with men, right? And I know we we've talked about this subject before, right? Mm-hmm. But went viral in a way in which let me just read what somebody said right because <laughs> tell you what he folks said bro. I was conf- I was confused in that so this girl says black women it is both homophobic and biphobic to not date a man just because he's bisexual so her issue was not that in this situation, right? Her issue was not that he was bisexual so much as he did not share this information with her prior to proposing to her, her saying, yes, they're getting ready. Like they're talk, they're talking through like, okay, what is this wedding going to look like? What is this, this? And then he springs it on her after she didn't already said yes. Right. So that's the let me just frame that right so then her follow-up to that tweet was quote he should have told me if he's not a virgin it's assumed that he's been with other people would you be making this much noise if he told you he'd been with another with other girls before you why does he need to specifically tell you he's been with men before okay thoughts that's 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 that statement one. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> here go here go my thing. 
And uh, and it's like you know, I I saw that tweet, and I've also I've been looking at other stuff, you know, you know, because obviously that always brings up you know the the transphobic thing, like if you don't date transphobic people, you know, or I'm sorry, if you don't date transsexual people, like are you transphobic, whatever, whatever. But to me, this all ties into the same thing. And I used to kind of have a solid stance on this about, you know, um, things being, you know, people's preference, like people have preferences and we can't just assume because somebody has a preference that that means that they, you know, hate that type of person or, you know, have this feeling towards a specific type of person. Uh, But when it comes to things that are not physical, um, I kind of feel the arguments of it's more than a preference thing. Now, I'm not sure if I'm willing to go all the way to call somebody uh, homophobic or, you know, and to use the quote from this tweet, biphobic, because, you know, she really liked this dude, was cool with him. Then he admits to her that, okay, I'm actually bisexual. And now she's like really tripping about it. Uh, and I know people feel like, okay, well, you need to tell, like, that's something you need to tell people. But I get the argument of, like, you know, just like the tweet you just read. I mean, why does he have to tell her? And why is it now that, you know, because he is admitting that he's may have been with men in the past, that that's really an issue for the woman? Now, I can understand, like, I guess I would need to hear the clear, under like, reasoning from a woman to be like, okay, this is why it's important to me. But... You know, normally those reasons are not, they're kind of baseless. It's just, you know, it's not legitimate in the grand scheme. Like when you really try to nail it down and you're really trying to argue, okay, is it because you have something against gay people or feel some type of way towards gay people? Like, why can you explain to me why you wouldn't talk to a man who has been with a woman before or has been with a man before, but is clearly letting you know that, you know, he likes women and he wants to be with you, especially if he's willing to admit to you that he you know i can understand niggas being on the down low and women like well you know he dated me as a cover i mean to me that's like that's a prejudice to assume that but i don't know man i used to feel hardly about that's perfectly fine but now the more i think about it maybe maybe it's not fine you know or maybe there is something deeper i ain't gonna say it's not fine but maybe there is just something deeper there than just it being just a preference thing I think when it comes down to stuff like this, it's a very thin line between preference and phobia. And like, I know people, the biggest issue I be having with people when they talk about like why something is not phobic, whatever, you know, precursor you want to add to that is phobic does not just mean you have an, an extreme or irrational fear of something. The second half of the definition, which is still the definition, means or have an aversion to something. And for our, you know, unread people out there, I would never call y'all. I would never call y'all unread. No, listen, like myself, because like myself, because I did not know what aversion meant before looking. Clean it up. Clean it up, nigga. Clean it up. Aversion means to have an extreme dislike or distaste for, right? Mm -hmm. So that means if you are, in this case, biphobic, you either have an irrational extreme fear of people who are bisexual or you have an extreme dislike 
or dissatisfaction with it, which I mean, in this situation, circumstance, I can see where that may come off as you have a dislike because a person was or is bisexual. And so it's like, at what point is it preference? Because, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before. Like, you're, a person's preference is their preference. It's personal. Like, you can't go in and dig deep into why. I mean, you may not like men or women who have been bisexual in the past. And you may also not like women who don't wear weave or women who only wear weave. Like, all of the, like there are preferences no matter how irrational to us if a person has them that's on them um so this i think this is a slippery slope what i don't like though is there very rarely is conversation about these topics right it's either it's either you're homophobic biphobic transphobic niggaphobic <laughs> like either you're you have a phobia of this which is why you don't like it or the popular thought process or cishet is taking over because that's what you're used to so you just like to me there's never any parody in any of the conversation behind this stuff now, I will say in this particular situation with this man and this woman, right, just this situation, I think she was more upset and had he listened to her, he would have understood. She was more so surprised that he was bisexual more than anything, but she was more so upset that he waited until... After she had, after he proposed, after he said yes, after he had shared so many other things with her, that he waited until he essentially had her in the bag to share this information. So she felt like he was being disingenuous and that he was keeping secrets and not telling her the, the entire truth because early on in their relationship in the pods she said those are things like lying and not being truthful or real are things that she just doesn't deal with right and it i mean to be honest if you're getting ready to marry somebody within you know a month of meeting them and you're making a decision on whether or not you're gonna accept their proposal without even seeing them i mean <laughs> It's some you you have to have there has to be a sense of vulnerability and like honesty that will help you get to make that decision because whether she's transphobic, biphobic, homophobic, whatever, he didn't give her the opportunity to make a decision on what she wanted, right? Now, granted, the points that you made about you know the the tweet the first part of the tweet being accurate in that you know he didn't ask her any of those things it's like 
I think she felt like there was a distinct reason. Like there was a reason why he waited until this point to share this information. Right. And I mean, there is a reason. The reason is there's already just a general stigma of, you know, I'm just going to speak about black women. I'm sure it's probably similar for all women. But, you know, most people are, you know, they if you if you're a man and you tell the woman that you're bisexual, they just like, okay, well, you're gay. You know, you're gay Mm -hmm. and like, you know, they don't even want to deal with a man whose attraction pool spans men and women. They don't want to deal with that. They don't want to be left for a man uh, and things like that. And, you know, they kind of just feel like people who are bisexual just kind of use the bi thing as like a facade. Like they're truly gay, but they just say they're bi just so they don't seem, you know, I mean, we know the stigma around gay people and just, you know, how people I mean, we live in, you know, a somewhat homophobic society. So mm-hmm. for that reason, he's like, okay, I'm not going to let her know because I don't want her to dismiss me from the jump, you know. But I also understand the argument of, well, you know, if you let her know up front and she dismissed you, then you know that you shouldn't have been talking to her. You know, it wasn't meant to be as opposed to keeping it under wraps and then springing it on her, thinking that this will increase her chances of like understanding because she's gotten a chance to know you and like you for who you are without trying to make an assumption based on your sexuality, which is something that I'm sure a lot of bisexual men and gay men go through. So it's like easy. It's probably a like a easy decision for them. to you know, when they're meeting a woman, they don't just upfront say it, you know, it's probably just standard just due to the judgment they'll get. So I get it. I get it. And it's and it's all based on just an unfair assumption about bisexual men. And if you're a bisexual man and, you know, you truly are, you know, like I like men just as much as I like women, then it's going to be a battle for you when you're with women. I don't know. It could be a battle with men. I don't know that side. But, you know, women are going to especially like a straight like a not a bisexual woman, but just a straight woman. I mean, she going to trip. And and the real question is why is she tripping, and it's really just kind of based on stereotypical stuff, you know, which will always make me go to like you know, if a and I we've discussed this you know like a white if a white person doesn't want to date a black person because of their preference and the real question okay you're like okay why don't you uh, like black men or whatever you know if it's not that they're just not attractive to you then like if that's not the only thing then. Like, what is, it? you know, and it's always just on some stereotype or some reason why they don't mess with this specific type of person. So it all falls into the bucket of stereotypes, I think. Yeah. But see, stereo stereotypes and stereotypes and phobias bring very different connotations. Especially I mean, when you're talking about. Go ahead. I was gonna say a stereotype leads into a phobia. It's like if, like if 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 the stereotype about black men is that they're aggressive and they're you know criminal and this whatever, like those are the stereotypes. So because of those stereotypes, as if I'm somebody who's not black, I may have a phobia towards black people because of those stereotypes. If I'm a mm-hmm. black woman and if the stereotype about bisexual men is that they're really not actually bisexual, that they're gay and they're trying to cover it up. Um, 
you know, or whatever other stereotypes there may be. And if I'm saying, well, because of that, I ain't even trying to date no bisexual man because I may run into these issues. I mean, that that led to her phobia of, you know, dating a black bisexual man. Yeah, because that's a stereotype. Like the assuming that black men, I mean, bisexual men are they're not bisexual, that they're truly just gay on the down low, you know. And that's like said all the time. I mean, we know that in our community, niggas be like, buy it. Niggas be like, man, that nigga gay. Like, that's just common. So, yeah. And that's not right, but that's just what it is. And, you know, is that is that rooted in homophobia? Yes, it is. But niggas don't nobody wants to feel like they are. But it, the truth is, like a lot of people are just I mean, by society standards, because a lot of people just don't like that term homophobic because I know you just read the definitions but most people are just like I'm not afraid of gay people and I don't hate gay people so I'm not homophobic you know what I'm saying but if you dislike what they choose to do behind their own closed doors it's a phobia like I'm is that's it's, if, if, if that's what they if that's what like I said if that's what because it's, it's all semantics right you know it's just at the end of the day, there's there like you don't like you don't like them, you know what I'm saying like you don't like them, you know people be like I understand like I don't support their lifestyle but you know they can do what they want but I don't support it just by you saying that you don't support it it's like there's some, there's negativity that you're putting towards it, yeah you know and I know that sound bad but it is the it's truth the truth I mean so either you gonna lean into it or not see niggas want to be nice. But I mean, we know the consequences of leaning into that. Some people do; they just feel like, "Look, I'm not, I'm not down with the gay stuff at all. Look, I'm not with it." Like Boosie, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, or like uh, who, who uh, Pastor Troy <laughs> and yeah. uh, Applebee's with the son. Like they just not with it. I hate Applebee's. That book Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just not with the gay stuff. And I mean, if that's your thing, then that's your thing. Uh, you know, I mean, I would say that shouldn't be the correct way to approach it. It's just, you know, for a lot of people, it's still taboo. For a lot of people, I think they don't really know how they truly feel, too. Because, I mean, it's it's kind of like, and I hate that we always hearken it back to this, but to, to me, the more I've grown and understood things, the more I only know this to be the proper correlation like so to your point about people who feel some type of way about black people right if you don't fuck with black people as a non-person of color you just don't fuck with black people right but for some, when somebody calls you racist it's like oh no wait wait a second no no hold on hold on <laughs> Hold on. I'm not racist. I just would prefer my daughter to date somebody who is not black. Or, you know, I'm just, you know, I've, I respect black people. You know, I think they deserve to have all of their rights. Um, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's a difference. Like, you know, I, like, that's how people try to pass it out. And to your point, like, when people lean into this shit, like keep it real, 
one of two things happen. Either they lose everything <laughs> because it's not okay. It's, it's not right to be racist. It's not right to be bigoted. Not all of these things. Or they double down and people praise them for it. And it's like there's no real win-win, right? Because even as a black person, right? When I see the racist shit that be going on and then I see what niggas now have the power to do to like get these people fired or to get you know all of these things happen like it's a part of you that's like yeah cause I I, ain't, I I didn't wake up and I mean I thank God every day I'm black but I didn't wake up one day and was like hey God let me holler at you real quick trying to be black for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> like I was born this way, right? right? So the fact that you don't like me or you hate me because I was born this way, I mean, it's pretty fucked up. Right. On the flip side though, if you are a person who believes in are of the understanding that people's sexual uh orientation or their sexual preference is something that they are born with, it's innate, it's not something that they learn, it's not something that changes and then you don't like them or you refuse to date or interact with them because of their sexual preference is like it's not really a it's not really a stark difference you, you get what i'm saying like right. it, see but it all goes back to the fact of it being a preference is still or you know a choice that's still mm-hmm. i know niggas act like today like it's no niggas are still like this is still an argument like, yeah. this is still the argument because it's still seen as unnatural. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I don't want to go too deep into that, but I mean, that's still, that's still a thing. Yeah. You know, shout out to all the gay and bisexual people out there. You feel yeah. me? I mean, Live we're supporters. Your life. <laughs> we're supporters. Live your life and fuck with who wants to fuck with you. You know what I mean? Like, I know it, it, it kind of sounds like very like dismissive to say that, but I mean, as niggas, that's what we got to do. I mean, bro, <laughs> like imagine you a nigga and you only fuck with Persian bitches. <laughs> like, they gonna discriminate, discriminate against me, bro. Okay, we all dealing with it, all right? <laughs> like, like, okay. So, y'all tough. We all tough. And a man up, man. We manned up. You know, black folks, we like, bro, we done been through the fire in the furnace. You know what I'm saying? So y'all niggas better man up. And don't ever try to compare this shit. To the fire. To the land. But imagine you, like, imagine you are a black bisexual man. <laughs> Like, so you in a tough spot. <laughs> like, so so non-black people don't fuck with you really. Then it's like an entire segment of black people who don't fuck with you just off whim. I mean, t- it's a it's, certain segment of women who will be okay with like being best friends with you. Oh yeah, they gonna love that. But if you try to slide in some yeeks. They're like, oh no, <laughs> you get us like, and that's the thing. That's the thing. In it's the same like, way with niggas, like same way with niggas. like you, like your friend. You gotta question all of your friendships because I mean, like you said earlier, I get, it. I, I can understand, like that is a very, very 
tough experience. Agreed. I know it's tough. I mean, I just feel like, you know, when white people, you know, they probably talk about black people and what they're going through. Like, I know it's hard. I know it's tough. Oh, well, back to our lives. <laughs> back to our privileged lives. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But one thing I will say, though, hey, yo, quit calling me cishead, dog. Nah, bro. That's what you <laughs> hey, want, don't, hey, hey, don't call me cishead. You know, the first time I read this shit, I thought it was cishead. Like Bruh, that's shit. what I thought it was too. You have to let me know. Really, you put me on to what he, what that even meant. Because I would see sis all the time. I'm like, dog, what is that? I see that all the time, and I really don't even know what that is. Duh. But whatever, man. Niggas want to label me and box me in. This AC nigga, fuck you, man. I read a tweet about sis head people to my wife one time. She was like, I wish a motherfucker would call me sis head in my fucking face. I'm sick of this shit. Be at work and they're like, Well, you know, we have our cis hat employees. I feel like, Wait, hold up. Oh, that ain't my department. I don't work in cis hat. That ain't my department. What is that? Oh, uh, shit, dog. That's that's wild. Um, <laughs> what else we want to get? Uh, what do we want to get into? You want to get into Harvey? Kobe. Yeah, man, let's get into Harvey. All right, man. Uh, let's go Kobe first. KB. Fucking goat. Yeah, you know, flow. you know, had his memorial in Los Angeles on the 24th of February. Um, you know, he did have a private ceremony prior to that, but, you know, had his public ceremony on the 24th. Uh I did not watch the whole thing. I mean, because I just, you know, it's all sad. I don't want to see that. But I did, you know, I saw Michael Jordan's speech. I saw a little bit of Magic Johnson's speech. And I saw a little bit of Vanessa speaking. Um, You know, it looked very touching, man. I mean, obviously, there was a lot of people there. Just more so just showing his impact. You know, like niggas really said, yo, I'm about to attend this. Uh, I don't know why the camera kept going to Kyle Kuzma. Just, I feel like they kept putting the camera on him like he's somebody in Kobe's life or something but uh, other than that I thought it was nice uh, Vanessa very strong woman to be speaking um, after losing her husband and daughter um, yeah uh, for Jordan to speak like I said I made sure I watched his speech very heartfelt you know, I mean, he made it. I feel like Jordan spoke about their relationship like they were like super, super close. I didn't really get that from his speech. I got that, you know, Kobe was. You mean Kobe? Yeah, that him and Kobe, that Jordan and Kobe mm-hmm. were super close. But I didn't get that from Jordan's speech. I got more so that, uh, you know, you know, Jordan described their relationship to be brotherly. You know, it seemed like Jordan was somebody who Kobe was clearly admired, wanted to be like with poke and prod at Jordan to get more information about, you know, either basketball or life. And Jordan made it clear that, you know, at first it was annoying, but over time, you know, he came to respect it because he knew that Kobe was just looking to be great, you know, and he's willing to reach out for information to help him be great. Uh, So, you know, I wouldn't go as far as to say that they were super close, but, you know, clear that they had a, they had a relationship. I just, I thought brotherly was a little much. I mean, 
But maybe I'm just was, a hater. I mean, you could be. Could be. You know, maybe because uh, I want I want Kobe to call me his little brother, you know. But I'm just some fan. Stadium status. <laughs> My big's brother was Derek Fish, brother. Used to be. <laughs> Used to be Brian Shaw and... <laughs> And Derek Fish, who is pal brother, who is Matt Barnes' friend, friend. (laughs) Phil Jackson on the track. Now let the story begin. (laughs) Hell no, but I said so. My only thing about Michael, right? I enjoyed his speech. Um, It's just that Michael, I I couldn't listen to it and not think like, okay, where is the point that is going to be about him? And I mean, it came <laughs> like when he, you know, made it about the the crying face emoji, and right. you know, I mean, I knew it was gonna come because I just think at this, I don't think he can help it. One, I don't really think Michael Jordan can read well. So. <laughs> <laughs> now you said that, man, not me. I would never say that about the goat. So I think he just was up there and to kind of like throw off some of the. You know, public speaking, reading shit. He was just like, "Fuck it, let me get in my bag real quick." Man, can't read. That's fucked up. Come on, bro. It's fucked up. Come on, bro. <laughs> like, I, okay, up. okay, okay. I forgot you. No negativity. No negativity. Twenty twenty, man. I would my never man. say no negative shit. But like I mean, that. the obvious is the obvious. But we, you know, we can leave it there. Whatever. Man. We can leave it there. So Either obvious. way, it was a beautiful memorial. My only, my my only point was. And I guess the thing that I didn't really like the most was Kobe passed, right? We grieved for like two weeks. Nigga, we, we sent Gail King and Oprah to hell. Charles Barkley got put on, on trial in the court of public opinion. Uh, we basically have been debating whether or not this whole thing that happened in Denver should be talked about. All of this shit. Right, and so the time where it's come for us to only remember Kobe and Gigi, you niggas want to talk about Beyonce and LeBron James. <laughs> like, why is LeBron James and whether or not he attended a trending topic for like three days? Why, why are y'all now inquiring about, you know, what was Kobe and Beyonce's real relationship? Why, like. All it like Beyonce visibly was shaking trying to perform. Then as soon as she got done, her number one priority was making sure Vanessa was okay. Like mm-hmm. it, but you know what y'all did? Made it about her. Mm-hmm. Y'all made it about her. True. And then LeBron, LeBron is at the memorial with a hoodie on and it like scrunched up so you can't even tell it's him, right? He trying to dodge all the cameras because you niggas made him grieve in public. We was mad as as a collective, not me personally, but as a collective, people were mad because they didn't hear from LeBron right after Kobe died. Then he had to post something on social media. Niggas felt like it wasn't good enough. So then Kobe, Kobe's memorial at Staples, LeBron got to get up there and talk. No, good damn well he won't. He did not even seem like he was ready to talk. Period. Let alone talk about Kobe and what he meant to the Laker organization. And now you niggas mad because he didn't get up there and talk at Kobe's memorial. Maybe he wasn't ready. Or, you know what? Maybe Vanessa was just like, I'm just not going to have LeBron speak. Or like, because everything that has happened since Kobe passed regarding basketball and the Lakers 
it's been about LeBron. And I think he was just sick of it. Like he's at the point where like, bro, this shit ain't about me. But you know what y'all did? And him trying not to make it about him, you motherfuckers still made it about him. And that just kind of let me know like where he is as far as like fame at this point in his career, like year 17, like dog. I mean, he's the biggest basketball player in the world. Like it's just, so, it's it's at that annoying one point. Of the, one where, of the biggest athletes. So yeah, you know. most most of the response I saw to the memorial was positive, though. I mean, there was obviously going to be some talk about you know stuff like LeBron and Beyonce, but most of it was just you know positive and just speaking to the strength of Vanessa and you know that's uh, what's most important. Yeah, that that was one of my biggest takeaways was, you know, Vanessa was really, really strong. For her to get up there and talk about her daughter and her soulmate, the way that she did, it was just, you know, it was a blessing, man. I, I'm, I'm still praying for her and her strength. I, I appreciate everything that, you know, she did because she didn't have to do that. They had already had like a private thing. So it was literally on her to say, you know, whether or not they want to do something public. And that was for the world to grieve. Like, she didn't have to do that. So the fact that she did it, the way in which she did it, um, it was really, really good. I I, I, I appreciated that. I thank her for that. Um, and yeah, the now the news came out that she's suing the helicopter company, um, which we kind of touched on right after it happened. And it's like, you know, now the more information has come out, you know, people have said what they wanted so I'm not going to give any you know credence or attention to some of the foul shit that I've seen but just for you niggas who who genuinely want to learn in the event where someone is wrongfully no longer here right Mm -hmm. an accident where fault can be defined in this situation it seems as though the helicopter company is at fault and so while Kobe and his wife are wealthy and well off, this didn't just kill Kobe and Gigi. This impacted a whole bunch of other families who may or may not have the means to go on after this. You know what I mean? Right. Or right. even at the even at the very <laughs> bless you, baby. I'm sorry, my my you daughter in here, yeah. You <laughs> But uh, even when you uh, sit and you think about like people lost their lives, like, yeah, they they created the uh, foundation for the other victims. But it's like you don't know how that's going to impact these people's family like this. One of the families, the mother, the father and a child passed. Right. So I think it's like one child left. That child lost their entire family. I couldn't even I, I couldn't That's even fathom wild. that, bro. Like I couldn't even fathom that. So yeah, um, you know, she she's going out for wrongful death. Um just just to hold people accountable i think i think that's the main thing i don't think money is the motivation here i think the motivation is holding people accountable for the lives lost because in the eyes of what all the data says lives didn't have to be lost so you know we'll we'll keep an eye on that situation but in the meantime in between time you know rest in perfect peace to uh, kobe gg 
and all others who uh, lost their lives in that uh, that terrible, terrible accident. R.I.P. So where are we going next, man? Super Tuesday? Why not? All right, man. So Super Tuesday is coming up. Uh, the Republicans already have, you know, for the most part, who they are going to back for the presidential nomination. Um, your boy, your UT, boy, uh, aka Mr. Redface, aka you feel me, Toupee Touche. <laughs> yeah, man, Cheeto uh, in office, you know what I'm saying? HCIC, you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the Democratic side is is much much more diverse. It's much much more at risk. Um, so you know, first let, let's let's just Alex, who are you rolling with Super Tuesday, man? Who am I rolling with? Yeah, I man, ain't that like a personal question, man? Like, bro, damn, we like, we have a podcast, okay? I mean, you know, you never we have a podcast. Age or weight or who she's over. But are you right? a woman though? Are you a woman? Maybe I identify. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and I also have a right to withhold if I do identify. Get off uh, my okay. job. Preference. You know, since my preference, <laughs> I prefer to, you know. But I mean, you know, I mean my mind could change between now and the time of voting, but at this very moment, you know, I'm feeling the burn, man. I'm feeling the burn. Feeling the burn. Feeling the burn. The burn. And, uh, so do you do you think Bernie can beat Trump? Like, do you think his electability is the highest of the candidates? Now, you know, I do think that Trump is favorite to win. He's the favorite against any Democratic candidate. Uh, I will say in terms of his chances to win, I feel like they're strong. Uh, and as you know, I can't just, I guess, base off like, I guess who I'm voting for, like base it off. Okay. Who really has the best chance to beat Trump? Cause if I don't fuck with you, then I don't fuck with you. I can't vote. For, I can't vote for you if I don't fuck with you. Like, it don't matter if, you know, if you're the better of two other evils that like, you know, it's just, I mean, in 2016, I did not vote for Hillary. You know, I know that could be that could be uh, criticized and I have been criticized for that heavily but I mean I just didn't because I just ain't fuck with her at the time but um, you know do I think Bernie got the best chance I don't know you know there's obviously some strong candidates that a lot of other people like but I do think he got a good chance you know I think he has a chance first of all and I think he has a good chance but I do think that Trump has the best chance I mean, yeah, I think that I think at this point, that's pretty much a given. But I I guess my fear is we've seen so much cannibalism in the Democratic primary. Like, so Biden won South Carolina. So that catapulted him from like fifth place up to second at this point, right behind Bernie. Um, My candidate, you know, the nigga who I was going to vote for, Tom Steyer, he dropped out yesterday. Uh, after getting 11% of the vote in South Carolina, you know, AKA Mr. Bag that ass up. You feel me? Um, shout out to T T Steyer, man. You, you ran a good race. What's up with this nigga, man? <laughs> this nigga had Juve now. Juve. I DJ mean, if Juve Jazzy called, Jeff. if Who's Juve called, 
If Juvie call you, bro, you not gonna hop on stage Juvie and do your. Juvie did not call uh, this nigga. Quit, not, quit saying that. <laughs> Juvie did not call. Juvie didn't know who this nigga was before, uh, and before he was placed on that flyer. At that point, <laughs> he knew. <laughs> bro, I mean that has no that has nothing to do with an election. <laughs> Shaking ass. I mean, getting niggas out to vote. <laughs> you, if that if that's what gets you niggas out to vote. I don't want you niggas nowhere near a voting booth. I mean, that was just bizarre to be with Juvenile. Like, that's bizarre. I mean, yeah. Like, ain't nobody, ain't nobody ever went that far. I mean, yeah, but see, this is the thing, right? So, the issue with the Tom Steyer thing, like, I get it pandering, I get, you know, making headlines, but the biggest issue there was he did his thing at the South Carolina debate. Like people were, he was trending for like three days because people liked what he had to say, but he only got to be on the stage at one, uh, one debate. And he didn't get to talk much at the South Carolina one. But when he did, he was making like ether level points and niggas was like, who the fuck is this nigga? Um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't agree, but I get it. I guess you could say, I mean, Mike Bloomberg got a Tim Duncan. Uh, he got a he yeah, got a Tim Duncan backing. Dog, I need to see this. Like, like, dog, first you got to see Tim it. Duncan even outside of his hole wherever he <laughs> hey, lives now. Hey, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan jumped out the window. Was like, I'm voting for Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> like, because you know he stands for something. Tim Duncan, you you remember when the NBA implemented that uh, dress code? And Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan was Mister Business as usual until they enacted that dress code. He was like, "Oh, they trying to infringe on our rights. They got us fucked up." This nigga turned into Ben Wallace. He grew his hair out. He stopped combing his hair. His facial hair. The nigga looked like a caveman. He stopped wearing. So you remember they had you had to wear a button down. So this nigga would wear these long ass button downs, not tuck it in, <laughs> tie be undone. It's, <laughs> he was like, "Fuck the NBA, bro." So, you know, I, 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 I think the main reason why he uh, is lobbying for Mike Bloomberg is because Mike Bloomberg uh, gave a whole lot of money, and he physically went down to support uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands when the two category four hurricanes came. And so the thing that I'm seeing, and I mean, Mike Bloomberg wasn't even on the, he wasn't even on the nomination, uh, the ballot for South Carolina. So we don't have any data from him as of right now, but he's growing in the polls, like the national polls, he's growing. Mm -hmm. And I think had Biden not won South Carolina, Mike Bloomberg would be a very close second. And if the Democratic National Convention had to decide, like, are we going to roll with Bernie or Mike? They rolling with Bernie right now because I think it would be too much of a PR nightmare for them to screw Bernie again. But they really don't want him. They want Mike. Because I feel like they think Mike Mike got the money to talk that shit against Trump and not give a fuck. And I think he he has enough. He's put his money where his mouth is, right? So he used to be a Republican. Stopped being a Republican, became really, really uh, philanthropic with his money, 
And he started putting his money in places that matter. So he started giving to minority organizations, started giving to climate change, started giving to um, protecting the youth, criminal justice reform, like all of these different things. And so I think he can pull on the the strings of those businesses and, um, you know, causes that he put his money behind to follow him for president. Cause I mean, of, of course they gonna bring up, you know, stop and frisk and redlining and shit like that. But to your average American, I don't give a fuck about this shit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this shit. And Trump can't out rich nigga him. <laughs> and he's held a public office before. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I think <sighs> Joe, Joe Biden is seen out dog. He, he old out there, man. You know? My nigga, my nigga stood up at, at a rally for his presidential nomination and said, "I'm Joe Biden and I'm running for the United States Senate." <laughs> like, no, sir, <laughs> no, sir, uh, Joe. This, that was twenty years ago. Joe, it's president. Joe, <laughs> that, that was that was that was two thousand, sir. It's, that was in the year two thousand. It, it's it. This is. 2020 oh, oh oh yeah yeah yes yes and i'm running for the united states president and um you know i was there with obama when we did those i'm the only person up here who who can talk to these leaders i've talked to these leaders i know these leaders personally joe you don't know them niggas Hell no. <laughs> well nobody talking to joe biden bro obama era that nigga was just smiling and laughing and you know giving obama high fives and shit Whispering in uh, <laughs> Michelle ear and shit. <laughs> yeah, you know nigga. I told him that. You know I taught this nigga that shit, man. That's my nigga, man. Shout out to Obezy. <laughs> Obezy. But yeah, I I I think that um I'm I'm in between right now. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I mean, Steyer dropped out, so you know my guy's not in the race no more. So I gotta jump ship. Damn, um, I want to feel the burn. I just don't know the electability of Bernie Sanders. I feel you. like. When you look at CNN and you look at MSNBC, those traditionally liberal, democratic news outlets, they talking about Bernie Sanders like he's the anti-Trump. Like, if Trump is bad this way, like capitalism, Bernie is bad like socialism. Like, they talk about socialism like this shit is going in the world and, you know, if you ask your average nigga, like, bro, you gonna, nah, I ain't, I ain't voting for Bernie, bro. Why? Because, you know, he's a socialist. He's a democratic socialist. And, you know, I'm just not fucking with that. You'd be like, nigga, what, what does that even mean? You know, I didn't come here to get grilled. <laughs> I didn't come mean, here for you to quiz me. He want the government in charge of everything, man. Just everything, bro. Everything where I can eat, this, sleep, where I work. This nigga talking about, this nigga talking about universal health care. You know who got universal health care? Canada. I got a homie. This nigga grandma needed a hair replacement. She been on the list for 30 years. This shit don't work, bro. And this shit don't work. Don't get paid. And, and, <laughs> and I like my health care. I like Blue Cross Blue Shield ain't never did shit to me, bro. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, bro, you just got to work, you know what I'm saying, to get what you need. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know they want a universal, but it's like, bro, damn, you got to sleep, earn that shit. Like, Bruh, you know what I'm saying? Bruh, why they can't pick themselves up by their Jordan shoe strings? I mean, it's like really, <laughs> if you ain't got health care, then you just need to do a better job of taking care of yourself. You know what I I'm mean, saying? Until you I mean, get health care. Look, 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 look. My granddaddy ain't have health care. That nigga went to the doctor twice in 25 years. That nigga was just fine. He died at 78. I mean, come on, come bro. On, bro. Everybody don't need that shit. 
and you just sitting there looking at him like your grandfather had a coronary artery valve that was blocked for 18 of those 20 years and had he gone to the doctor he might still be here but you know what socialism <laughs> you know socialism out check, bro. I mean you know but yeah, they, I think the way they're they're demonifying uh, socialism and and Bernie Sanders, I just don't know. I don't know if we are past the point where the the candidates have cannibalized each other so much that their followers won't unify. Mm-hmm. Like Pete Buttigieg should not still be in the race, bro. Amy Klobuchar should not still be in the race, but here they are, <laughs> still running off at their mouth, still fucking shit up. Pete Buttigieg. Every time Bernie Sanders make a good point, Pete Buttigieg come on. I mean, well, I you know, I I, I I may not know much, but as a veteran, like nigga, that ain't got shit to do with shit right now, bro. We talking about climate change. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Buttigieg went out there and announced that he won Iowa. Two days later, it came out Bernie Sanders won Iowa by like six points. He like, well, you know, on on to New Hampshire now, nah, bro. Just you, you, you gonna acknowledge this L? <laughs> At some point, you gonna acknowledge this L, bro? Niggas. I think now he's in like fourth place. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not looking too good. Yeah, he just need gone drop out. Elizabeth Warren. I mean, it's looking it's looking bad for Liz, man. I mean, you and I called this a long time ago, but I think the rest of the country starting to see it. She just be doing too much. <laughs> doing the most doing too much like you already a white woman if you ain't learned nothing from Hillary like if you like, didn't learn it's, it's over it's over that's what you should have learned from Hillary Hillary didn't beat Trump at that moment nigga it's over it, there is not gonna be a woman who can beat Trump I'm sorry bruh Hillary was the most qualified person to ever run for president <laughs> ever like ever in the history nigga the first president was not as qualified George Washington was not as qualified as Hillary Clinton but you know what she lost you know why cause, cause niggas just don't want to see a woman right there not right now and I, I'm just like I know people like Charlemagne and other ethnic pundits are coming out and saying like Whoever wins the Democratic nomination has to get a woman as their VP, preferably a woman of color. No. <laughs> it's bad enough that whoever comes out from the Democratic side is either going to be old, super old, like like noticeably super old, <laughs> or a woman or gay. Right. That, that's just I mean, when you're looking at it from the scheme of America as a whole, those are just not three things that America wants to see in their commander in chief. No. Then you pair that with the nigga who they going up against. I saw the press conference yesterday of Mike Pence and uh, President Trump when they was talking about because, you know, that, that, that man passed in Washington because uh, he got the coronavirus. Yeah. These niggas look like real live movie villains. <laughs> like these niggas is evil, bro. So you go, you gonna go up against evil. <laughs> so you gonna try to do an old ass socialist and a black woman, Trump in three. <laughs> nah, you Trump in three, bro. 
Like, I mean, you got to go. sitting back laughing at these niggas, man. <laughs> like, bro, they need to turn on Yo Gotti back to the basics and just <laughs> blast their shit constantly at the DNC and understand that you're going to have to go back. You're going to have to go back to traditional old or mid old young white men. All right. Even if it's just for like a four year stint. Cause they not gonna they not gonna rock with nothing else, bro. They just not. It the the when this nigga said make America great again, we done had four years of that shit. This shit looking real white. <laughs> you know? And whether white people, whether you agree with Trump or you don't, when you looking at this shit, you like, I mean, you know, my taxes been a little straight. <laughs> Maybe this, maybe this, you know, maybe this MAGA shit ain't as, you know, maybe it ain't as bad. It's only because it ain't really just affecting, like, you know, us as people. I mean, now there are people who are affected by a lot of Trump's policies. It's just, I think for majority of Americans, they're not either, Mm -hmm. like, either you're directly affected or you're just a super caring person. It's like, you know, I don't appreciate travel ban or I don't appreciate, you know, ICE doing more raids and shit like that you know you just got to be like a real caring person but for the yeah. most people are just like okay like where's my bottom line like where like how is it hurting me and i yeah. think for most people it you know it hasn't really been that negative Mm-mm. in the past four and years and if, if if you're a white like white people are still the majority in this country so if you white and you own the line if you get up there and you see a minority woman you didn't even want to you didn't even want to elect a white woman mm. a minority woman even if it's just the vp nah dog <laughs> i just don't, i don't see it i would love for it to happen i would love for bernie to get the nomination get up there and get keisha lynn's bottoms or whatever her name is you feel me one, one of one of them super you know I, I think so what was the lady who lost the uh gu- gubernatorial race in uh, in Georgia, you always forget her name, but it's like uh, Stacy or something. Adams. Stacey Abrams, Abrams, right? Yeah. So I think if I think the only way she gets the uh, VP nom is if uh, I think it's Mike Bloomberg. I think if Mike Bloomberg gets the nomination, then she would be his VP. I think that's what I read. But either you think, way, you like she would agree to that though. Hell yeah, you didn't hear her make a claim for why she should be the VP nomination regardless of who gets the presidency mm, on the shop. I ain't, I ain't seen her I ain't seen her on the shop yet. Yeah, man, you got to check that out. I mean, she does a really good job. She does a really good job of defending the Democratic Party as well as just really breaking down politics, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check that out. But I I I think she would be an amazing vice president. I just don't think that the country is ready for that shit. But I mean, then again, the country wasn't really ready for Barack Obama. But I mean, Barack Hussein is forty-four, <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's it's a catch twenty-two. I think we were in a different place in two thousand and eight. I think twenty sixteen showed us that we are not in that place anymore, and not much has changed in the last four years. I think if things, I think things have gotten worse. Since 2016. Hmm. So. Well, you know. Shout out my boy, man. Finna lead us for another four years, baby. Look what you say. DT. <laughs> Look what you say. D2. 
DT Senior. Uh, you want to get into some sports talk? Sure, man. So, you know, the NFL combine, the draft combine is going on right now. Right. Um, Jalen Hurts, arguably one of the most winningest and decorated uh, college quarterbacks, was asked um, how he would feel or if he was open to moving to receiver if picked up by an NFL team. And I just felt like this shit was racist as hell. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of the shit. And I say that because, like, okay, Alex, who were the top four quarterbacks in the NFL last year? Uh, you got Lamar Jackson. Black. Patrick Mahomes. Athletic and black. And uh, it was that Deshaun Watson. Black, athletic, passer. And uh, Future's dad. Russell. Russell Wilson. Future Junior's dad. Yeah. So, I mean, like, all, so all of those quarterbacks you just named identify as African-American, all athletic, all accurate pastors, all changed how we view the quarterback position, and all have the same abilities that Jalen Hurts has when they were in college, right? Mm-hmm. All were asked the same thing. Would you be open to, you know, moving to quarterback? I don't know how his game is going to transfer to the NFL because I just don't see. But now look at him. They're the top four. One of them won the Super Bowl, the youngest to ever win a Super Bowl. And the other is the second youngest quarterback to ever win the MVP. And he won it for the most part outright. Because Bill Polian is a fucking racist, but like, you get like, so the very like recent history shows us that Jalen Hurts can be if put in the proper situation, which almost all NFL teams are moving to the pro to to be the proper situation for him to be successful in NFL. But yet he's still getting asked this question. Now, when you look at Joe Burrow, athletic quarterback, run. Hasn't always been the most accurate pocket passer, but had a historic year. He went from being like a, a mid third rounder to he's going to be the number one draft pick, right? Right. But when you look at his body of work compared to Jalen Hurts, it's not even close. But Jalen Hurts is being asked if he's willing to move to receiver. Now, I know we have people like Terrell Pryor, right? Great college quarterback. Now he's a great receiver. I get it for his athletic ability. But that was what, six years ago? Right? Yeah. yeah. When you didn't have a whole lot of black quarterbacks, and when you did, they they were still being knocked. They were not in the top five. And if they were in the top five, they were there because of their athleticism, right? Right. Now you have the top four quarterbacks who are there because of their passing, their passing precision, their accuracy, their completions, their ability to make plays with their arm. Oh, and they can outrun your ass. Everything Jalen Hurts did. Jalen Hurts was the man at Alabama. Had a had a rough patch. Another freshman came in, took his job. They won a national championship. He came back 
fought through the adversity, stayed on the team, didn't give up, didn't quit. They, when his team needed him most, he carried them to the national championship. And then you know what they did? They took him out and put the other dude in. You know what they did? Lost. He graduates, transfers to Oklahoma, where the two quarterbacks before him won Heisman trophies for being quarterbacks. I'm talking about being prolific quarterbacks. And you know what he did? In one year, came in and broke all of their passing records, all of their touchdown records, and set new rushing Yards and touchdown records at Oklahoma for a quarterback. And then you get on this damn stage and you try you have to prove to NFL teams you can play the position of quarterback. After you did that, man, get the fuck out of here. I mean, the NFL's another level and he's an athletic player. So you know it's not unreasonable. But I mean I agree that it's you know, this is something that only the media would do. Only the media would ask this question. I don't think real teams are asking him this question. And they just asked it just off, you know, the strength of, you know, all the drama that Lamar Jackson just had because he's so great and people doubted him. So, of course, they're going to ask another player like that, too, just to see his response and what their new headline can be. Mm-hmm. But – you know, some would argue that you know Jalen and he didn't have a lot of competition at Oklahoma. I mean, he was playing in the SEC. I mean, at Oklahoma. I mean, come on, bro. I mean, what? I feel like his ability was always doubted at Alabama. Like we knew he was good, but it's like, okay, is he really that good, or is it just you know his team is great? Mm-hmm. And it was still kind of a little bit of that talk at Oklahoma, just based on schedule. Like yeah. He's doing great, but I mean, look who he with now, and look who he playing. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, he definitely going, he definitely one that's gonna have to prove it. Just, I mean, all these niggas got to prove it. So, you know. But when they got Knox against you, it's like okay, like Joe Burrow. I mean, everybody already feel like he the truth. He didn't played the best. He didn't been the best. Beat the best. So it's like, what else niggas want from him? But. Jalen will be all right. But Joe Burrow did all of that in the same league that Jalen Hurts did that shit too as a freshman. <laughs> like, I mean, Jalen didn't do what Joe Burrow did. You know? He didn't do that. He, he was good. He, he was good. But, I mean, you know, I don't feel like he had the team on his back like Joe Burrow did. I mean, all them weapons Joe Burrow had, but he had the team on his back. Come on. But bro. he was the ultimate weapon. And I don't think Jalen was ever the ultimate weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jalen was never just a centerpiece for to make it all work. But he was a good weapon. I don't know, man. I think he was the motor to those teams. I mean, look at what he did. He got benched. And when he came back. He stepped in and won it. Like, he won it. He put them games on his back and won them games. Hurts is, uh, he not on Joe Burrow level. I don't know why we're talking about this. Whatever, dude. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. White savior narrative. I guess so, man. I guess Crooked so. Hillary. It's just something about that Hurts, man. It's just a preference. I just prefer somebody like Burrow. <laughs> Over Look at hurts. you bringing up, bring it, bringing it back. <laughs> I prefer bringing back your preference. I hear you. 
what do you, what do you think about this uh, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Giannis uh, situation that they just keep Antetokounmpo. fucking forcing forcing down our throats, bro? Like, I'm so sick of seeing that interview with Rachel Nichols, bro. <laughs> when he in the, in the when he in the closet somewhere. Yes, bro. <laughs> Nah, but you know, I mean, it's just everything is about the story, and I wish that these niggas wouldn't be doing this, but they are, so it's a thing. Um, uh, and it made me just think maybe they just got some previous beef or something. I don't know. I uh, mean, did you see when Giannis threw the ball at James Harden's head? No, I ain't seen that. I was, <laughs> so Giannis, I don't know if he was trying to do like a cross court pass. He threw this shit hard. As I do remember James getting like popped in the head. I just don't remember being Giannis set through it. Bro, he beamed James Harden dead in the head hey. like it was like it was dodgeball, dog. He probably still feeling away about that. I mean, I, I would know, if a nigga hit D. me that hard. If a nigga hit me that hard with a basketball in the middle of a game, and I don't see it coming, I'm gonna feel some type of way. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna front. It would be so easy to get that off, like on, like, and you'd be like, "Oh damn, it was an accident." But you just straight beam a nigga in the head, <laughs> like a Bruh, nigga be cutting I, it. You just beam him. Bro, I seen last night. They asked Danny Ainge, like, "What were you thinking?" This nigga just. So he got scored on, right? He's taking the ball out. He just throws it and hits the nigga in the right. face. I think I seen like, that. I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> then the aim said, I just let my, my anger get the best of me. <laughs> what? Yeah, a dude walked up like he was finna beat the fuck out Danny Ainge. I think Danny Ainge realized that he was gonna get his ass beat, but at that point he had did it. <laughs> damn. Yeah, just had that impulse, man. <sighs> But anyway, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, James Harden. What? So, if we pick sides, whose side are you on? Like, what? What? what what's going on? Let's discuss. Well, you know, it's like you know, it all started just by what like Giannis just said. You know, paraphrasing, but he pretty much just said that James don't be playing much defense. Is that correct? I feel like that's. He said he don't play defense, and he said that he doesn't pass the ball. So that's why he yeah, chose Kimba yeah. Walker over James Harden. Which I'm like, okay, um, if that's – I mean, it's like that's true. I don't know why James – I mean, if I was James, I probably would have leaned, leaned into it for the joke. But then to hit him with the, you know, I wish I could be seven feet and just run and dunk. I'm like, bro, like now you're just getting disrespectful. Like niggas was keeping it kind of 100 – but you know very lighthearted. but I mean really niggas was keeping it 100 but that's not 100 that's like hating I don't think it's hating to say that James Harden don't play D and that you know if I want the ball maybe I shouldn't get him on my team I don't think that's hating now I will say that his defense his defensive efficiency rating is increased and he's in the top 10 in the league this year mm. So I know I know the popular narrative to hate on James Harden is that top ten defense. like total or like top ten in his position or what what is that? It's it's top ten just period. Look, don't make me look it up because you know I don't believe nothing. I you're mean, saying. I don't, I give don't believe a, fuck. a word. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm just telling I'm telling you I'm telling you what Jason Williams said on uh, NBA account. Oh, now you're putting it on another nigga. Okay. I'm just regurgitating information. <laughs> look, I'm just telling look. you what that nigga said. <laughs> I'm like, look, okay. I'm just regurgitating information. Okay. I mean, I, I understand why James Harden feels the way that he feels. I mean, he feels like he could have easily had the MVP the last five years. 
Uh, and based upon them consistently changing the rules, he didn't get it but one of those years. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, really, Charles Barkley really started all of this shit. <laughs> When he when he was like, you want somebody who ain't gonna dribble the whole time? <laughs> then Giannis just had to kind of like feel the awkward silence, right. and so I get it. But to James Harden's, I guess his feeling is like, y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> but and it's I mean, like, bro, we know you the truth, nigga. It's like it's like niggas say that about Kobe all day. He don't pass, and then a lot of niggas say he didn't play D and that he ain't deserved none of the defensive awards I mean that's whatever I mean in his latter years he definitely wasn't playing D so niggas would say that and I wouldn't even argue that I'm like that's true you know the the argument yeah. would be who he gonna pass it to you know but James I mean he did he be dishing you know he just a high volume shooter but I don't think he should have felt like disrespected and felt like he needed to really take shots at Giannis given everything you just like you just set up the scenario it really wasn't even Ante the Kumpo going after James, he was more so set up to go after him. So I don't think James should have should have been as offended to like bring it up. Yeah, but I mean that's kind of been the. I mean think about this from James Harden's point of view, right? The narrative behind him is he can't win. He runs out of gas in the playoffs. He can't lead a team. He doesn't play defense. All he does is shoot and score. He's bad for the game, right? So this is just kind of like one more thing on top of all of that. And I, I get it. I get why he's upset. I get his frustration. I get his anger, especially when you have somebody like Giannis Antetokounmpo say what he said. And I also think it was how it was presented to him because he genuinely in the interview, he genuinely looked like he hadn't heard this shit. And so it was like, you know, when you find out a nigga that dissed you in real time. <laughs> And you like, oh, oh where? all right, well, shit, I wish I wish I was seven foot and could just <laughs> run and dunk because I don't do shit else around this motherfucker. Yeah. If, if, and if, it's so crazy because the game, the, the game after that came out, Giannis could not, he like couldn't buy a jump shot. <laughs> he was running and dunking on everybody. And then last night, James Harden wishes that he was seven foot and could just run and dunk because he was getting his shit beat off the fucking backboard. So it was just like, damn, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if maybe if James, if he really didn't have the context to how it was said, then I can understand the response if he didn't have the context. it To me, it looked like it looked like that was his first time either hearing about it or being asked about it in that way. And I mean, let's be honest. Rachel Nichols know what the fuck she's doing. Because you remember when she did the interview with Jimmy Butler right after he had told everybody in the practice to kiss his ass. Like, Jimmy got on there. Like, he started off the interview like, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to show everybody I can hoop. And by the end of it, it was like, fuck your bitch in the click you claim. Like, Rachel Nichols know what she doing, so. She messy. (laughs) I mean, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) Shout out James Harden, though. And Giannis, because I mean, I, well, now my question for you is: Let's move into a little NBA talk. Do you think the Bucks have what it takes to just cakewalk to the uh, NBA Finals out of the Eastern Conference? Well, ain't no cakewalking uh, in twenty twenty for any team. Uh, so in the East, the Bucks—they're obviously the favorite. They have a great regular season schedule. Or I'm sorry, just uh, regular season record. Um, would a cakewalk? No, because you have a lot of good competition in the East, and the Bucks are just not proven enough to where we feel like they're gonna cakewalk. 
Like, I don't really believe no team going to cakewalk until they actually do it. And then, you know, I just start giving them, giving them some historical credit, i.e. the Warriors. You know, yeah. when niggas were sweeping through. So, when the next playoff come around, okay, like, these niggas might sweep again, you know. But niggas like Milwaukee, I mean, nah, they definitely not going to cakewalk. I mean, Boston looking good. Um, who the Pacers Boston look looking good. real good. And yeah. they ain't even got Kimball Walker back yet. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm not expecting a cakewalk from Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, you know, this is gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be exciting to watch. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, in in the in the Western Conference though, so the Lakers the Lakers got their ass beat by the Memphis Grizzlies last night, and that's likely like a first round matchup. Do you think that was like a flute game, or do you think that the Lakers are showing some chinks in their armor? I mean, I don't. I mean, the Lakers have never been perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they lose games and or have bad games. Uh, I think that's you know possible for them to have. Like, do I really think that like that game had any you know feeling or how I feel they're gonna do in the playoffs? No. Because uh, niggas lose games all the time. Niggas get blown out all the time, too. Not all the time, but it, it will happen. Like, it's not, like, yeah. unprecedented. But, uh, nah, I ain't even tripping. But they did get tore up. Yeah, they got their head threats. But it just... Shout out to my parents. My parents was at the game. Oh, that's lit. My pop said, this nigga John Morant in, like, real time is a different breed of nigga. I mean, he's the truth. <laughs> he said that. He said he is a different type of nigga. Like up close and personal, that is just yeah. He so, is the truth. Yeah, man. Uh, anything else sports? What? Oh, I did want to do a. Uh, I know you aren't participating because you because you wild buns. Yeah, you feel me? Wild I'm, buns. I'm wild buns. You afraid? You were afraid to get in the mix, um, but NBA fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. So after five, NBA fantasy. I am currently sitting in second place. You feel me? Um, that's the only update I really want to give. Mm. That nigga's just trying to toot his own horn. You know. Nah, hold on. I'll I'll give you uh, I'll give you. <laughs> nigga league said results. I'm in second place. That's the update. Is this not a league, nigga? <laughs> Damn. So after last night, I am not in second place anymore. Got Fuck. Em. This shit just updated. Got so uh, top three. Let's go top three. So sitting at number one is uh Malik Sanders. You feel me? Uh, Sabo coming in in second place. Uh, off a major performance last night and then I am sitting in third uh, place right now Hmm. so that is our after five uh, NBA Fantasy League update Um, other than that man I just want to shout out to XFL these niggas is balling I don't know if you've been paying attention but I don't don't watch they've they've really been playing some good football they got like the NFL commentators are commentating on the XFL Um, it sounds like they're just they're having more fun doing the XFL games because you get so much in-depth information like you know the play call you can hear the coach like it's it's 
the XFL is fun. Like it's it's really the it's really a fun league, and the fact that these players like six weeks ago didn't even really know each other, mm-hmm. and they three weeks into the season, and some of these teams have jailed like a motherfucker, like they playing good football. It's not like it's not bullshit, right? Right. And I think you know since they do have that that TV contract in place for three years, I think the XFL is just only going to get bigger and better. Now, do I think it can ever replace or compete with the NFL? No, uh, but I do think that it is a great alternative. Uh, once the NFL uh, season is over with and we are preparing to go into like NBA playoff, you know, I think it's a good. I, I think it's good, man. I think it's good for sports fans everywhere, and it seems like the teams. And the cities are getting behind these teams. I mean, even though they have NFL teams, like, I've not seen, and I've watched a lot of the games, I've not seen, like, an empty stadium. I mean, and you and I both yeah. know, you and I both know that filling the stadium is hard. Hell, ask baseball. Right. <laughs> baseball can't even fill stadiums during the playoffs. So, to have these teams who have existing teams NFL teams who have storied histories to to have this XFL team come and people are wearing the jerseys, they filling up these seats. Like now, let me not. I'm not gonna sit up here and overstate it like they to capacity or they selling out crowds. I'm just saying you can when they pan to the audience, it's not like whole pockets of empty seats. Like if you show up too early for a Laker game, right? <laughs> like so. Uh, yeah, shout out to the XFL, man. I mean, they've been they've been. I feel like game after game, and especially that. I mean, they've been getting a lot of love on ESPN and shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the popularity has just been increasing. You know, people yep. people want to get involved and see these niggas acting a fool, and you know. So, yeah, shout man. out to them. Yeah. So, um, what else we got? Oh shit. Um, shout out to Royce the Five Nine man, the L.A. Leakers. He was on the one hundredth L.A. LA Leakers. Leakers, um, and that freestyle was ignorant. Have you heard it? I have not heard the Royce freestyle. Ignorant, ig, like ignorant, <laughs> like yeah, he did his thing. Have you heard his song with uh Benny the Butcher upside down? No, or oh, maybe I have. I don't know. I gotta hear it. Again. It's if you've heard it, you know you've heard it. Uh, maybe I haven't. <laughs> you know you've heard it. I mean, he started that motherfucker off like you like. Where the fuck is this nigga going? He gonna get some flack for this, <laughs> but by the time it's over, you like, damn, them niggas was spitting. Speaking of Benny the Butcher, hey yo, fire in the booth. <laughs> oh, let's yeah, get ready to rumble. <laughs> Hey, that nigga, the nigga from Fire in the Booth, yo. I just need him. I need him to drop something on Apple Music of him just doing that shit so I can wake up to that. So that can be my alarm. Okay. Because, like, imagine waking up and you hear, Fire in the Booth. Got the real one, nigga. Like, damn. I feel what like is you this would, nigga? Like, if, if you hearing him and never seen him before, like, he would look nothing like you expect him to look like if you only Bro, had his I, voice. Bro, I looked at that shit. I said, where the fuck is he from? <laughs> like, where, where is he from? And I tweeted something out last week, right? So, on Saturdays, I got to go to the chiropractor, right? 
So I get up, I go to the chiropractor. By the time I get back, you know, my wife's getting ready to go to the gym. So it's my it's it's my turn, my shift with my daughter and shit. So, you know, I feed her. And after she eats, usually she's like hype, nigga. Like she's ready to play. Um, and that's when, I, I don't know if I was late or if it released last week, but that was when I saw the link to the uh, Fire in the Booth for Griselda. So I turn it on, right? And she's, I'm talking about, she's deep in her playback. Like, she didn't throw a pacifier. She kicking her feet. Like, she's turned up, bro. <laughs> about midway through Benny the Butcher's verse, she just stopped, bro. <laughs> and was just looking at me like, hey, this nigga spitting. <laughs> like, hey, this hey, what the fuck spitting. is going on? What is going on? And then when, when it was over with, bro. She went back to doing what she was doing, but I, I bullshit you not. And it's crazy because when my wife got back, I told her the same thing. And she was like, you play all day. Like, you, she do not know what's going on. Like, you tripping. I'm like, all right, bet. So later on, probably early last week, she was sitting in her seat. And her seat sits, like, right in front of the TV because she likes the colors and shit. So she's kicking her feet, doing the same thing. My wife is in there cooking. And I turn it on, bro. And when she heard, oh, let's get ready to rumble, bro, she stopped. She was like, oh, this nigga playing that shit again. Bro, she didn't move. She was glued listening. I'm talking about glued. And by the time this nigga uh, Conway said that, uh, <laughs> by the time this nigga said, my boy went in at 16 and came home Zion size. It was she lost it, bro. <laughs> she lost it. She just fell out. She she went back to fucking playing this shit. She was I, I guess that was her part. Oh. And like my wife was like, "Yo, this shit is crazy." I was like, "Bro, I know when I tweeted this shit because you know how we do in our group chat. Like we see tweets all the time. Be like, did this happen? No, bro. I bullshit you not. This shit happened. Mm. <laughs> like this shit was crazy. That's cute, bro. That's I mean, cute. You know." <laughs> Did you did you hear it though? Like, did you hear? Did you hear the Griselda fire? Yeah, in the booth? I did hear fire in the booth. Now that was out of control, and I mean, I have to play it for the audience because this is one of those things, like you know, that you you gotta hear. Niggas gotta hear. So yeah, yeah, niggas gotta hear this shit. And if we, and if we stepping on any like copyright infringement or like Nigga, what? Fuck that. pirate and shit, fuck y'all. <laughs> First off, fuck you first and foremost. That's number one. We're going to treat this shit like OnlyFans. <laughs> but, uh, all right, yo. So, this has been another episode of the After Five Podcast. I am your boy, Nate B, aka Nate Bigger, aka Papa Nate, aka Broke Boy, Nate B. And it's your boy, AC, man. Peace. Holla. In the booth. And so now we got something for you, man. I'm excited big. I'm excited about this one, you know. I got a feeling about this one. It was the other man in the house. Yeah, it's about yeah, to be yeah. something. Ah. Let's get it, nigga. You know what time is when you hear this, right? Uh, Buffalo, stand up. The almighty. Big Griselda in this motherfucker. Yeah. Two, two, one, side. Boom, 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 bo
fucking know, man. Told y'all niggas y'all gotta fucking rap, man. Eastside Buffalo shit, Westside, man. Fucking fly guy, man. What machine gun do? Rest in peace, man. I know you gonna dig this. Put on my shoes, nah. My hammer was first. Bulletproof the whip I used to take my grandma to church. I went grand for grand with the work. Hand to hand on the first. Everybody who hating now was a fan of us first. Hey, look. Underdog what? What you wanna do? Let's put a hundred more up, nigga. The summer all us. I'm in two whips. One a Tahoe, one a tour bus. Got so many straps with us, we could start a war up. Yeah. It's a real safe hazard if you still yay traffic. Mm. Show where that money coming from. Still pay taxes. Mm. The IRS coming. And they sell fate faster. Start a business in a building that you still make racks in. I learned from my losses. Stripes I earned from the bosses. Yeah. Whipping deuces. Tell them hoop these turned into Porsches. Huh? So, so, I curve bitches man. off the Lies. I heard bitches talking how huh? she minds. I sent a text back, these birds bitches stalking. You gotta be careful. These hoes think they fancy. I just want my dick sucked. She wanna start a family. She average, get her taxes, and go to Miami. But with this kind of status, I probably go to the Grammys. Huh? I know niggas hate me. I came out the trenches on some new shit. Bust some waste, sound vintage. Yeah. PayPal or credit, send that cake or you dead it. This the real definition, how you stay down and get it. Yeah. I'm the next Nas in. If they judge us off skill, got your bitch in the middle Times Square, Lauren Hill. Told her my phone was dead. She wrote her number on the bill. Off white paint on my Jacket look like a spill. Huh? Played last year, but watch the price shoot up. Yeah. All black, my entourage dressed just like shooters. Yeah. You spend your life with her. Me, I give a night to her. Cause Drake told these bitches they don't gotta be nice to us. Thousand grams on the plate, that's what my preference was. So I had interviews with Connects, not the Breakfast Club facts. He told me 26, it was 30 before that. I hurried to score that. You was dirty before rap, nigga. He's hitting his oh, I just bought a new four fifth from my man. Just came from Atlanta, trunk full. He just got back from a road trip. Gave me two cartridges, box of bullets for both clips. He said you better buy a couple more. They gonna be so quick. I said my nigga, when you sliding off? Cause I'ma do this jokes tonight, then I'm back tomorrow to buy them all. Mm. Uh, I took a loss, but now I'm back buying raw, sell it for the shack. But I get it for the Brian Shaw, letting off the smack. Got you niggas trying to climb a wall. I put the pressure on your shooters like Kawhi the Claw. In mm. every verse, I'm applying more. Heard six nine testified. I ain't surprised at all. You do the walk-ups, my nigga, we ain't driving by. I brought Fleet with me and he been dying to slide. My nigga did 12 years for letting iron fly. Left when he was 16, he came home Zion size. Mm. My doctor mad that I wouldn't let him operate. I bounced back and I just made more money than my doctor made. Violating you getting the surgeon and the doctor dates. I'm like a helicopter landing all the noise my chopper make. Ask if it's a problem, they won't answer me back. I'm caught side in Portland, Carmelo Anthony back. Really just came to see my plug, I go hand them the sack. I'm smiling like Anderson Pack when he hit. Me the packs, my nigga. Pull up in a gray spaceship, hop out fake Asics. Told Flea you gon' be rich. You just gotta stay patient, my bitch. Looking like a young Nate Lathan, sitting ringside watching Tank Davis, Johnny Dane chain bracelet. Niggas mad 'cause I'm eating, then they can't take it. Bout to drop my album and the impact gon' shake pavement. If it's smoke, four goons pull up with K's waving. A lot of bullets thrown like when Brady played Peyton. 
<laughs> Rock the designer to my drawers, nigga sliding to the mall, but ain't finding this Dior, nigga. We was in the trenches selling China by the store, window watcher in the trap, Mac 90 by the door. Mm. In Houston, riding down Westheimer in the car, that costs more than what you signed for. Admire from afar. If you niggas run up on me, then I'm firing this rod. Chopper set you fuck niggas on fire, I'm the guard, nigga. He's on fire! He's on fire! Up, nigga. Mad. Zelda, you know, we came to fuck around. Six, East Side, nigga, West Side.